I just don't know if this is the right time to buy. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe we should wait till you graduate college. Thank you, but I'm actually 42 years old. Uh, that's not credible. Hello, doctor. I need a new pair of eyes because clearly mine aren't seeing straight. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I am ready to buy. This is Plausibly Live. It's actually starting to get pretty absurd. Um, my phone over the past, I don't know, three months, my phone, my emails, even physical letters coming in the mail from my mortgage company. Now you'd think based on the volume, you'd think we were in default or not, but man, they are begging me, begging me to either refi my house or to buy a new house, sell this one, buy a new one, which, you know, I mean, listen, I'm, if there were, if I knew today, or if I knew six years ago what I know today, um, I might do things a little bit different. Don't get me wrong. I love my house, love my neighborhood. Um, everything, everything here is really good for us. And I, I don't want to, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that to be, uh, you know, anything other than I'm very happy with what we did. All things being equal, um, we chose this area because at the time, Cammie was working for Naval Hospital Bremerton, uh, which she no longer does because they closed the labor and delivery department. But we, we thought that when she was on call, she had to be within 30 minutes of the hospital. That turned out not to be true. But we didn't find that out for a year. That being said, we might have looked in some other areas. I am particularly fond of the northern end of Kitsap County, uh, up in the Port Gamble area. The Kingston area, I really love Jefferson County, which is actually across the Hood Canal Bridge. Um, we might have looked in some other places, but we weren't able to do that because we, start, we, we understood we had certain criteria, and so we had to stay you know, within 30 minutes of Bremerton. And this was the area that I really liked. I, I've told you before, I love this area. I'm exactly two miles from the front gate of Bangor, that way, and two miles from the gate of Keyport, that way. And at eight o'clock every morning, I get colors over the, the PA systems from both bases. I get retreat at night um, because I now have base access. Uh, it's nice. I can go to the commissary and go to the exchange. In fact, uh, a little bit later today, I will be going to the exchange uh, to look for some some items I need to take on the on the trip that we're getting ready to leave on. All that to say, I'm very happy with my house. I'm very happy with where we are. But my mortgage company is going bananas, and they're not the only ones, by the way. It's I, I get letters every day from people like New Day. Um, there's another one. I can't think of the name of it right now. These, these veterans-oriented, uh, you have a VA loan, please refi with us. And, but my mortgage company, because they, they actually see my statements, they know how much equity I have in my house already. And I have 
a good deal of equity in my house right now. And they want me to refi because, well, that's what they do. And they have taken literally to sending me letters every day, almost every day. I'm getting phone calls from them and I'm getting text messages. Let's see here, Dave, blank mortgage. Are you going to buy a new house? With your equity position, it's an excellent time to buy. Please call us, get pre-qualified. There's another one, uh, get, you know, refi, please refi, please sell your house and buy a new one, which of course I really don't have any interest in doing, at least not for another eight years or so, six to eight years, at which point uh, moving to Wyoming is still kind of on the plan, but who knows by then Wyoming might be uh, crazy. My brother-in-law just sold his house in Lakewood down by Tacoma. Because he's moving to Florida. He can't deal with the politics here anymore in Washington State, so he's moving to Florida. So he just sold his house. Um, but according to the New York Times this week, apparently sellers just aren't selling the houses. It's, a, it's an intriguing article to me. I, lo I like reading the New York Times. I know most of you hate the New York Times. And I'm not telling you it's my go-to paper, but I do like reading it for the simple reason that, and the Millsurp writer and I talked about this a few weeks ago, how to pick up on the implicit biases in a story, even a story that might not appear to have them in the first going. If you read this story in the New York Times, and I'll link it in the show notes below, there's a... An underlying idea here, a complaint, if you will, that sellers, home sellers, dot, 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 aren't selling. And there are almost an implication under that that this is completely unfair because you see mortgage applications are up 10% year over year. In other words, people, people want to buy houses, even though the prices are up and it's harder to buy now. But there's almost this implication in the article that because sellers aren't selling, it's unfair to these mortgage applicants because they can't find anything to actually buy, which, of course, drives the prices even higher, makes it that Christine Papworth used to talk about you know, the, the, the inventory being so short that she would actually go door to door asking people if they wanted to sell their houses. Uh, she's just trying to generate inventory. Uh, but because these mortgage applications are up and people aren't selling, there's an underlying current in this article that just fascinates me as being, well, it's unfair that people who have owned homes now aren't selling them so that people who want to own homes can. They finally get around to addressing the question of, well, why aren't people selling and actually had a great conversation about this the other day. Why aren't people selling? Now, something I don't think I've talked about here, I've talked about other places, but um, we have an HOA here, and it's an HOA that is, it's not an intrusive HOA. Uh, I think we pay, you know, $120 a year for it. Uh, but I had a problem with something that the HOA was doing a year or so ago, and I ended up on the board of the HOA as an at-large member expressly 
I got myself put on the board intentionally to defeat what they were trying to do. And uh, subsequent to that, I got myself accidentally elected as president of the HOA board uh, back in January. And we had a conversation at a board meeting the other day about, you know, the fact that we, we've only seen one house go sell um, in, in the spring in, in, in this year. And that's very unusual. Why aren't people selling? Well, according to the New York Times, it's because you're, I don't know, you're, you're being rude to other people. But reality is that selling a house is a, is a complicated process. A buyer can pre-qualify for a mortgage, but that doesn't guarantee that they'll actually qualify for the mortgage. So they pre-qualify, they go shopping, um, and then maybe problems crop up later. I saw this a lot when I was working with my cousin. Uh, and you might accept an offer from someone who's pre-qualified, and then they don't qualify, and you have to start all over again. Or there might be other issues. Maybe there's an issue with an inspection or you know, whatever happens. And, you know, it's not an easy process. But the biggest issue we decided, you know, in this conversation, this friendly conversation the other day was, if I sell my house, let's say today that I sell my house. Now, again, my house, I bought at a certain level. And because of factors involved, that level, the the value, the market value of the house, Cammy was telling me this morning, has significantly increased. Now, that's good for tax assessors. I'm not necessarily convinced that it's great for me unless I wanted to refi, which right now I don't. The biggest issue for me as a seller and others that I've talked to would be, okay, so I sell my house, then what? Now I got to move somewhere else and I got to buy again. And right now, I don't want to do that. Why don't I want to do that? Because right now I am sitting at a 2.5% interest rate and many of my neighbors are as well. We all, many of us refied in the last year to two years because the interest rates were so low that we took that opportunity to refi and got down to a 2.5% interest rate. Saved myself about $500 a month in, in payment costs. But as of two weeks ago, the mortgage rate was 6.43% average mortgage rate, which was twice what it was a year ago, around three, which is still above where, where I was. I checked this morning, the average mortgage rate on a 30-year fixed right now is 7.452%. 15 fixed is six and, six and a, a third. And an arm, 10-year arm, which I can't even for the life of me believe still exists. I, I don't know why anybody would do that unless you were just I don't know. I I can't think of a reason, a logical reason to go into an arm. I, I assume that there's some reason why you would, but given what happened in 08 and given uh, the situation right now, but I suppose people do, they offer them, is 7.663%. And today I'm sitting at 2.5%, and most of my neighbors are pretty much in the same position. So why in the world would I sell my house move somewhere else, take on, a, a, you know, because prices are up, another hundred dollars to $150,000 in debt on top of where I am now and pay almost four times the interest rate. Why would I do that? And the New York Times article never seems to get to that. It, it, it just keeps blaming people. There, there, 
there's this underlying current in this article I'm telling you about how people are just, you know, being rude or they're not selling. They're being greedy is what it is because they don't want to pay more. There's actually a line in the article that, hey, if you stay in your house for five years, a 6% interest rate isn't going to kill you. Well, no, it's not going to kill me, but why the hell would I do it? See, there's almost this almost this attitude of, it's just money, what do you care? And of course, now you have the Biden administration rules that if you have good credit, you get to pay more because other people don't have good credit. And, and we're screwing those people over by not selling, right? I'm told by real estate experts that to motivate sellers, rates have to fall down at least to about five and a half percent. Now, some people are selling because there are reasons why you might have to sell. You get divorced, you get transferred, you get a new job somewhere, something might happen. And, and those sales are still happening. But the, the, the purely optional, the purely, hey, you know, let's pull up stakes, move to Florida like my brother-in-law is doing. Um, those are a rarity right now. And this really seems to upset the New York Times. There's a lot of impacts in the selling of a house that, that people don't think about. Some years ago, I was doing a car show. Some of you may remember this um, on the road. And we talked on that show about, you know, the car, what, what goes into the business of a car. When you go in and buy a car, what went into that car? Where did the parts come from? Where did this come from? You've got a, a company that finances you. You've got dealers. You've got all this stuff that goes into this. And then the same thing, it happens to to the, the house buying. So when this gal calls me, and I did answer one of the calls, which was kind of weird. The only reason I answered it was because we had waited to make our house payment until right before the, the end of it. Was, so it's hard to explain, but we had some cash flow issues that we wanted to address. And so we waited. Normally we pay it, you know, promptly on the first, but we didn't do it that month. And so the day I paid it, I got a call from the mortgage company. I thought, well, I better answer that because they're going to want an explanation. We weren't late. Okay. I want to be clear about that. We were not late on our payment, but sometimes they call me just to, you know, how you doing? Everything okay? Yeah. That sort of thing. Like back when Cammy changed jobs, we had to we had to delay a payment, not defer it, but we did delay it. Um, and so they call you and, and ask us anyway. But but it wasn't about that at all. She called and she was like, "Hey, Mr. Bowman, we'd really like for you to refi today, refinance your house today. You have so much equity in your house. You could you could pay off everything, all your debt, with the exception of the house, obviously, and you could do all these wonderful things with all this money. How'd you like to have all this money?" I'm like, man, I'd love to have all that money. And then I asked her, I said, now, what's the interest rate? And on that particular day, it was like 8.2% or something. Remember that they were higher. They've come down to 7.4. But I was like, um, no, if you can guarantee me the same 2.5 I have now, sure, I'll be happy to do it. But she wasn't having any of that. But the intriguing part of the phone call wasn't any of that. The intriguing, it wasn't my smart assness. It wasn't her. The, the intriguing part was when she realized that she didn't have a sell. See, this is the business they're in. They're in the business of selling you money. When she realized that she wasn't going to get the sell, you could hear in her voice the deflation. 
the oh no and i started wondering about that i want you know because again if you're in the business of selling money and you're not selling money what happens to you what happens to your business what happens to your job what happens to does she get paid on commission and so she didn't get a commission this week because dave didn't you know refi it at eight and a half percent or whatever it was it really started me wondering about this because you know again Everything affects everything. It's the economy, stupid. And if I'm not taking a refi and my neighbors aren't taking refi and only one person is selling, and that was probably because she's moving to somewhere, she's very elderly and she's moving to be with her family and, you know, nobody else is selling. It's slowing down that portion of the economy. And I started wondering. Is this really an issue, these interest rates? And, of course, the interest rates are driven by the national debt, which is another issue altogether. Is it really an issue with house sales and refinances, or is it just the canary in the coal mine? Is it just an indicator? I don't know the answer. I am not a real estate expert, nor am I an economist, thank God. But I do know that it would be stupid to refinance at 7.43% when I'm locked in at 2.5%. It would be absolutely stupid of me to take on an extra $150,000 in debt at a higher interest rate in in a time when the economy is not exactly roaring. And I'm not sure why the New York Times doesn't seem to get that. They never seem to come to that conclusion in the article. The conclusion they seem to come to is, well, people just aren't moving because... They're scared and they're greedy, and they want to hang on to what they've got. Well, my dad would have called that smart, but the New York Times, I guess, just doesn't see it that way. 